Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaBias.com. We're happy to be back with you guys, and joining us today is Chris. Hello. Brent. Hi. TJ. What's me? My name is David, and we're, we're back at it. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, and then go through the week's film, TV, and games news. So we're going to start off with what we've been watching. Anyone want to go foist? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get a start now. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first, just because no one spoke up. That is true. No one did. <clears throat> it's it's no secret. It's been a while since we've recorded one. It's been a while. So I'm I'm not going to hit everything, but I'm going to hit the uh, highlights. I'll start with movies. What I saw. One of them is uh, Don't Think Twice. I think we've all talked about it. I don't know, Brent, if you've seen it. I've I've seen part of it. David, you you saw it, right? I saw, I saw it first. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of made its round uh, early in the podcast, but I saw it. I thought it was really good. It's a delight. Yeah. I think. I love Mike Birbiglia and that whole like the the Keegan Michael Key uh, conflict with the what do they call it? What, what the I forget what the SNL knockoff is, but that was really fun. The, the making fun of SNL. Really is it like a Weekend Live? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was really good. Really, you know, kind of heartwarming. And who was your favorite uh, cast member of what are they called the company or something? Or I, don't, I really like Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, she's my favorite. Yeah, she's yeah. great. And it's funny because she's the only one who has zero improv background. It's just good. Mike Birbiglia is uh, not Mike Birbiglia. Is it Birbiglia? The guy who's just like a scumbag with all his improv students. Yeah. Yeah. Milo, the teacher who can't do, is kind of the character they lead you to believe. But yeah, <clears throat> on a tie into that, I don't know if it's on anybody's watch list, but uh, has anybody started or watched any of uh, Friends from College? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it. We watched most of it. Friends from College is hard to watch. I don't like it. Yeah, they're all they're all assholes. They're all bad people. Yeah. Alright, that's all okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it was we watched most of it and there's two episodes left and I had to go do something. And Kelly, I was like, just keep watching it, I'll finish it later. And she kept watching it and I came home and I was like, Oh, so did this happen? Did these people betray each other? Like did everyone like leave like hating each other? She was like, hmm, more or less. I'll say that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, a friend John said like, the most unrealistic part of any movie ever was in a uh, shit, what's the Clooney Hawaii movie? Descendants? Yeah, where he's like, that somebody would cheat on George Clooney. That's <laughs> more unrealistic than anything that happened in Star Wars. But, uh, <laughs> and, um, and isn't that Matthew Lillard? Spoilers yeah. <laughs> for The Descendants. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about that when I was watching Friends from College. It's like, why is Kikamau Key cheating on Colby Smulders with whoever that lady is who's yeah. not that attractive? <laughs> You've got Colby Smulders, man. And who's like, you got Robin. Really mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's like the the show Flaked. I don't know if you've seen any of it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it this weekend some, but it's a uh, Will Arnett is a recovering alcoholic. Uh, lives in Southern California. Uh, right as uh, young people are moving in and pushing out, kind of the townies. It sounds like Bojack. <laughs> Almost exactly. That's how it came up the conversation. Yeah, I exactly. was comparing it to Bojack. Uh, but Flaked is just full of bad people. And it makes it impossible to watch because I really have no stakes when good or bad things happen to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works in like Seinfeld. Yeah. When it's just <laughs> funny. Yeah. Or like Friends of College made you want to care about like, oh, who he ends up with. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to think. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. And the whole concept makes me think like, wait, so is it is it them or is it, are they implying that like it's a bad thing to like keep like your same close friend group forever? Because yeah, I don't know what the point of that show was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, sorry to no, 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 no. Yeah. It's another thing that I had watched and not talked about. At Fleet. Other movie, hot take. Wonder Woman didn't really like it that much. No, oh. Wonder Woman's on my watch list, and I feel the same way. You're male chauvinist. Yes, I am. 
I thought it was um... would have been better with an all male cast. Yeah. <laughs> But where's Wonder Man? <laughs> First thing I told Chris when we were talking about this, because we agree. Um, we both very apprehensively approached the conversation. We were both like, I watch Wonder Woman. I watch Wonder Woman too. And... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it had a definable and easy to follow plot. And I knew what the bad guys were trying to do. So it's got that going for it in the superhero movie. Over some Marvel movies. Right. Are. <laughs> right. But uh, it's overall, weird. just not, not that... It's weird though, because like I, f- I felt like the worst part of the movie was the bad guys. I'm just talking about the plot. Yeah. Uh, at least I know what the bad guys are trying are to do. Trying to like, do. I don't Guardians, know. Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and I, I know what. Right. I knew that what they were trying to do. I didn't know why they were trying to do it. Other than like yeah. that makes sense. I'm talking about like what's the Doctor Poison? The Doctor Poison lady. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Seriously. Yeah. 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 It was just they've got a really cool prosthesis on her, and that's the only part that I liked about that character. Yeah. Yeah. She was completely unexplained and made no sense in the movie. Yeah. It was but I, I really like the dynamic between uh Gal Gadot and uh Chris Pine. I think you nailed it that time. I think I did. For once. I got it I got it right one time. Um Yeah, I mean they were they're fine. I definitely wasn't like holy cow. I wasn't and I wasn't expecting to I'm be never like that bored by it. Holy cow. You know, D- DC has such a marred history of uh, their Justice League movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if it hit par with them, then I'd be fine. Then it's just like another superhero movie that I've watched and filed away as complete. But it's just, it's better than the other ones, but it's not that much better. I thought that the effects were rough. I thought that the child actors in the beginning were bad. Oh, yeah. Real bad. Um, some of the dialogue is really shitty. The the pithy secretary character of Chris Pines is eye-rolly. Sometimes it feel you can see the push of like, gotta get these characters from the comics in. Right. And but but every character in the scenes where they're not hunting down Nazis, or World War One Nazis. Um, the Jerry's. <laughs> and when they're not in uh, the island, every character is comic relief. Every character has some like short, sarcastic quip to say at each other. Even... Wonder Woman, who's supposed to like like be introduced to like sarcasm. <laughs> oh, them on the boat was good in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Anything with just the two of them was was yeah considerably better than the rest. Yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah, so Wonder Woman, not that high on it. I'd give it a three out of five. These like five out of fives that people are giving it four out of fives. I I don't I don't get it. I don't know if I'm not seeing it, but maybe it's been a bit pumped at this. Rating's been a bit pumped at this point. Mm-hmm. People were really excited for it to be decent. Yeah, and if it crosses that bar. Then the uh, I haven't seen it, so I can only speak in theoretical terms. You know, it's yeah. they're saying that uh, Warner Brothers is going to do an Oscar push for that to get Best Picture. What? Yeah, no. <sighs> I liked it. I liked it more than they did, and no. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's crossed into that territory, and maybe wow, crossed a little too far. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think if that's a if that's a Marvel property and not a DC property, and it doesn't have that that history of failure that preceded it. I don't think people love it as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think part of it was just like, DC got one right. Yeah. People tend to overrate it because of that. And, sure. I, and I don't want to take away that it's important that they have a yeah. woman superhero that oh. is badass and the movie does j- tracks just as well sure. as the the average bar for superhero movies. I think that's important. Good that it is good. Yeah. Not, not my favorite. I'll go next. I'm not done. You said you had two movies. All right. Oh, fuck you said. I'm only going to talk about one TV show. Narcos, season three. Watch that. Who's it follow? The, the Cali Cartel. So the first two seasons, it follows the Medellin Cartel, and then hmm. 
follows the Cali cartel. It's kind of interesting, kind of like the prison break problem. You know, Narcos was never supposed to, to be set out to just be about the Medellin cartel, but mm-hmm. that's just what it felt like. So then when they decided to move on to a new cartel, it was, it was apprehensive. Do they have any continuity of the people investigating or yes. anything? Okay. So, Pedro Pascal. But he's in all three seasons as like a DEA agent who's like slowly climbing up by accident. It seems like, and they've already been renewed for fourth season, that they are going to move the lens to Mexico from Colombia. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. It's such an interesting story. First season starts with an explanation that like you're not going to believe the shit you see. And so I thought that was only going to carry through the first couple seasons with like Pablo Escobar and the, they made more money than they knew what to do with. Like they were just, they were giving money away because they had to. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was going to end but the Cali cartel stuff really kind of it, it it follows through in a way that I was excited about. Was Pablo Escobar in the second season? Yeah. Okay. So is there and that's Wagner Moros was like I heard he was very charismatic in that role. Does season three, from what you've seen so far, set up to have a charismatic central guy? Yeah. Well, the investigator Pascal kind of pick, picks up the torch. Not as, like, bombastic, but mm-hmm. he it focuses more on him than before. Because the show was, was it was about Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. And there was an investigation also happening, kind of as a, a foil to him. Okay. And then it kind of shifts to, it's about the investigation. Cali Cartel is the target. But it's good. I recommend it. You know, there's ten episodes? Yeah, ten episodes. It's neat. Yeah, it's one of my blind spots. I haven't seen one episode. Yeah, me too. You've always been highly recommendative about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. <laughs> but that's all I'm going to talk about, because I don't want to talk about it anymore. I watched a ton. I'm going to roll through a lot of them. I've got things to say on only a couple, though. I watched <laughs> Dirty Grandpa because I didn't want to watch the Zac Efron movie y'all watched. <laughs> so I picked another You're one. Dancing around uh, Ted and Dave. What is it? Mike uh, and Dave Mike need wedding dates. wedding dates. Yeah. I didn't want to watch that. So I watched Dirty Grandpa. But it was also awful. <laughs> is, is there also a movie called Bad Grandpa? Yeah. Or is it? That's the Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. So what is the Dirty Oscar Grandpa? Nominee? Rob De Niro and Robert oh. De Niro and Zach Efron. Yeah. Uh. Horrible. I finally watched Mr. Holmes. Have you seen that? The, I haven't seen uh, it. What's his name? Oh my God. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Oh yeah, that one. Playing super old Sherlock Holmes who's lost his memory. Hmm. It's really good. Hmm. He's a, uh, it's, it's a showcase for him. He's essentially solving a mystery that he had already solved and trying to remember things about it. He's got a little kid who helps him. He's like read all of his books, read all of Watson's books. And it's real funny because he doesn't know what is true and what was embellished by Watson. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, he hates Watson in the movie. He's trying to solve a mystery he's already solved? Yeah, there's a reason he retired and he can't remember why. It's like Memento. Yeah, it was good. Nice. I watched Slight also, finally. What's that about? Uh, Magic. A street magician who oh. deals drugs. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it was weird. <laughs> how did how did that come out? I feel like I saw previews for that like last year. It, it didn't do well. Was it like direct to streaming or something? No, it, it had a debut. Hmm. Um theatrical debut. I don't know. It didn't 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 do well in the theaters. Didn't do well critically. I mean it was okay. It was probably around like fifty five to sixty five from Rotten Tomatoes. But it wasn't hmm. it was just weird. Who's like, in it? Dule Hill plays the drug kingpin. <laughs> what? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> And he's the only person in it that I recognized. Um, Why does Dooley Hill keep getting weirdly casted? Because he's like a franchise owner in Ballers. And is like this hard-ass... making post, That post-psych life, man. <laughs> but like, the, the tram for tram is this willing to sacrifice friendships for the betterment of the team. And just like really cold and bitter. And just like, what the fuck? Like, how did Dooley Hill get 
that part. Yeah, it's, it's weird too because like the first thing you see him like perform the street magic, and it's they make it clear to you that um, like the coin is floating above his hand. Mm-hmm. So you're like, ooh, cool. It's going to be like, uh, I don't know if it's real or not. And then, like, the next scene, he's got a giant hole in his arm where he's, like, ran wires down his arm and he's got a magnet. And, like, the whole part is, like, trick's only good if it, like, if you care enough to make it happen. Um, so he's got a giant, like, infected hole in his arm the whole movie. But they pay that off in, like, the first five minutes. And it's like, no, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll keep like watching. It. I also probably watched <laughs> Zach Efron tear. I watched Baywatch. Like, what's as bad as everybody was saying? I like, I like your use of the word finally there. Like, it was inevitable that you were well, it was. People have been clamoring for you yeah. to yeah. watch that movie. You get letters <laughs> daily. Baywatch. Ah, the, Baywatch. Word, the word of mouth, the word of mouth hit of 2017. <laughs> TJ finally saw. Yeah. Waiting for the mouth hit. Um, well, I know somebody's got to watch it, y'all, because you're smart. You know I am. Yeah, you will. <laughs> there were pretty women, which... Needs to be in a Baywatch movie, mm-hmm. and then there were funny jokes, but they they uh, they tried to turn them into drama. Does that make sense? Yeah. The recurring joke was Zac Efron being like, "Why are we investigating this murder? We're lifeguards." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that keeps happening, and it's funny, but then it turns into the "We're not just lifeguards; we're more than that." And they try to have a dramatic moment out of it, mm. but Doesn't, they're not. Done for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kate, a uh, friend of ours, Katie, uh, said that it was maybe the worst movie she's seen all year. Go watch The Mummy. <laughs> or, uh, what's uh, her other one? Uh, the, the Table 15, Table 17, whatever that movie's called. Oh, Anna Kendrick. Um, I don't want to talk about rewatches, but I rewatched one movie that was way better on my second watch through, so I wanted to bring it back up because I think everybody here has seen it. But I rewatched Chef. Oh, um, yeah. I thought it was, I brought it up like a, like a full star on Letterboxd on my rewatch. Chef is great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think I realized more that it was about uh, like social media and how confusing and convoluted that can all get. Especially at the end when he's talking to Oliver Platt and he's like, that really hurt my feelings. And Oliver Platt's like, I thought we were fucking around. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I'm like, oh yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, it's a my, DM on Twitter. My thing when I watched it a couple months ago and uh, talked about it was, I just wonder how dated that's going to be. It's going to be real dated. I thought about you when I was watching yeah. that. It's like dad has trouble understanding how Twitter works is the entire basis for the movie. Like right. Sends an <laughs> update instead of a DM. And then doesn't interpret, you know, text that cannot convey tone. Everything else, I like the other parts of it. It was just a smile through the whole thing. There was never yeah. that, like, conflict at the 75% mark. If, if I yeah. recall correctly, it's a fairly short movie, too. Like it, About an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, it just it zips along, it gets to its conclusion, and it's... There's conflict in the beginning, and then yeah. it's just a slow rise to yeah to good stuff. Uh, I thought John Leguizamo was great. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Plus, I think it just tapped into, like, my... Uh, I don't know, I feel very just at home watching Food Network shows where mm-hmm. they go and, like, mm-hmm. cook awesome looking food all the time and so the food you look good I know just I love Cuban sandwiches yeah. so Cuban holy, like watching really, that movie I, was, really I just good. sat there just oh no. yeah <laughs> so pleasuring to <laughs> Cuban sandwiches <laughs> oh yeah don't do it don't do it don't do it guys 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 I didn't watch another don't get back up man you're such a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't lean back because he was going to not do it. He leaned back because he needed to move his chair closer. <laughs> <laughs> David retreats into the corner. 
Oh yeah, and then I watched a oh, yeah. the best movie I watched in the past few weeks. Uh, Brent's watched and talked about. I don't think the either of the boys have seen it, but the Invitation. Uh, yeah, the Invitation. I don't remember who directed it. It's a female who directed a bunch of movies that you know. It's Karen Kusama. And then she funded that one herself. She got pissed at studios. Mm-hmm. I read a little bit about that. Really, really good. Great story. Great payoff. I thought it was fantastic. Brent recommended it months ago. I still need to see it. It was really good. It's on Netflix, I believe. And you said uh, Cass really liked it too, right? Yeah. And yeah. She's uh, she wouldn't call it horror, but definitely horrifying. But it's yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Acting was good. The guy who plays the probable killer in Zodiac who <laughs> always plays that guy. John Carroll. The Lynch. guy who always plays the probably killer. <laughs> yeah, he's really good in that movie. The, the, the cast is fantastic. And it's just a, it's a dinner party, if nobody knows the premise. Um, dinner party with a bunch of rich, hippie, 30-somethings. Crazy shit Some, Something is off. Yeah. And uh, the, the guy who receives the invitation, it's, it's his ex-wife who's throwing the party. Mm. And so he was like, he's like hesitant to show up to begin with, and he's... He, and what's done well is there's something off. You get that reveal, and then they're... Two more something offs that you didn't know about. Yeah. After that. So it's, it's nice. Oh, cool. Which helped cloud. Like, that's that's kind of what they need that for the story to progress because it's what makes the weirdness expected for him. There's a, there's part of his past where it's like he's he shows up expecting things to be a little weird because of his history with his ex-wife. Because he's sort of ready for that awkwardness, mm-hmm. it sort of masks the other weirder things at play. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it's really good. That was really good. Oh, I also watched. We started Vikings. I have nothing to say about it now. I'll update you when I watch more Vikings. They have horns on their helmets. They do not. Oh, yeah. I'm, I wrote an article. <laughs> I wrote an article about Vikings a bit ago. Oh, where? For our <laughs> website, themediablast.com. <laughs> it's during the interminable stretch in between Game of Thrones seasons, trying to figure out some some, yeah. some most of the year <laughs> something to scratch the itch in between. So now we have another year to figure that out as well. But I, I have one quick question about Vikings, David. You've seen it, yes? Can you? Is it a History Channel thing that they call the first like meeting the thing? So in the first episode is Ragnar Lothbrok and yeah. his son going to like a council. Where they decide where they're going to be doing the summer raids. Whether it's going to be mm-hmm. like what coastline they're going to be sure. raiding. But Ragnar, and the, no character calls it anything other than the thing. The meeting of all the people. They don't call it like the meeting or the gathering or the council or anything. They call it the thing. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't really... It's just so weird. It's like That is weird. Because he's, he's talking to his wife, Gertha. He's like, oh, I'm bringing the boy to the thing. She's like, you can't take him to the thing. And it's like, that's just what everyone calls it. And I wonder if it's like a History Channel thing. Because they were like, well, we don't actually know what they called these meetings. And so for sake of historical accuracy, they're like, well, we're not going to call it anything. We're going to call it the thing. Maybe that's where we get the word thing from. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? I don't know. I am right. It was History Channel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. History Channel series. Crazy place for a show like Vikings to be. Yeah. It's apparently historically accurate, as far as we can tell from accounts in the Edder sagas. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Peter Stormare. <laughs> Peter Stormavich. What were we talking about? <laughs> I interrupted Brent starting his thing because okay, I remember okay. I started watching Vikings. I didn't need to ask you. talking about yeah. the, the team. Yeah. I needed to know about the thing. The first movie I'll talk about that I watched was uh, The Founder, with Michael Keaton, oh, yeah. as Ray Kroc. Who else? You, you saw that? Yeah, saw it. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. It was yeah. very, it was entertaining. Straight down the line biopic. Yep. Yeah. Biopic. Without 
did not have really have anything too interesting to say about mm-hmm. just it was just a, a way to pass and two hours of your time. Did you like the scene I was talking about of the McDonald brothers explaining creating their process for the? That was great. Wasn't that cool? I love that. I liked that the, a lot. The, yeah, that the that scene was great, and uh, I really like the McDonald brothers played by Nick Offerman and. John Carroll Lynch. Did Not he kill somebody? Kill somebody? Are you sure? I mean, it's McDonald's founder, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's killed millions of people. <laughs> and in the McDonald's cinematic universe, it's possible. MCU. He's actually Aries. It's the, M- it's the MCCU. Yeah. The MCU. <laughs> it's hamburger meat armor. Yeah. I want an origin story for Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want one for Grimace, because what the fuck is Grimace? Grimace is a mistake. <laughs> a big purple nightmare. <laughs> was Keaton, do you think Keaton was, was great also? I mean, he was good because he's Keaton, you know? He's never bad. Right. I don't I don't really think he was snubbed for the no. for nomination or anything, but he was, he was Most very don't, for decent in his role. Sure. Nice. Playing both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, my only, I mean, they got Laura Dern for that movie, and she didn't have anything to do. I was I was kind of bummed about that because she's great and she just, she was just like generic wife who's upset that he's all he's like on the road all the time. Maybe he was going for an Oscar push before it was made there. You just sign as many names as you can. Sure. Yeah, uh, but I would still recommend it. It's a it's not a bad way to pass a couple hours. Yeah, I'd definitely check it out. It's entertaining. After that, because of our uh, homework assignment from previously, I watched nothing but prison movies. So. Uh, I started off with the Stanford Prison Experiment from mm. a couple years ago. That movie was great. I really read really? all about that after we just talked about it. Yeah. Surprisingly really good it's, movie. It's such a terrifying subject, too. Yeah. 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 The, the story is crazy as shit. Crazy as shit. I need to find the actor's name. Michael Angan- Angarano is... Spamati. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you'd, laughs> but he is absolutely terrifying as a person picked to be a guard. Mm-hmm. in the Stanford Prison Experiment, and uh, he really just taps into his most sadist mm-hmm. urges and impulses in that movie. And he it's like terrifying because he like he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He's just like, that's that's the point here, guys. Yeah. It's for me to be just a horrible piece of shit. He's like, my parents said it's okay to experiment in college, and guess this is what they meant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it last, the actual thing? Oh, the actual experiment? Yeah. Six days. It was supposed to last for two weeks, and it lasts for six days. And they had um, to shut it the fuck down. Yeah, yeah, because it spiraled That's, out of hand way, I mean, it was way shorter than I wanted it to be. We proved our thesis. We proved our thesis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the movie is just a very straightforward retelling of it, and it's uh, it comes off as a really good thriller, even though you just know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. Who plays the, the researcher? Uh, Billy Crudup. I love him in a good role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, I highly recommend it. It was really good. Fun. He plays arrogance really well. Yes. He does. Um, He's great in the spotlight, I thought, was mm-hmm. the, the lawyer. Oh, yeah. He's really good in that. I watched uh, a, uh, supposed, supposed to be a classic, Birdman of Alcatraz hmm. from uh, from the 60s. I saw that on Bert, a lot of lists of like best prison Burt Lancaster is the... Yeah. It doesn't hold up too well. And I was, I was, it was, he was, he's good in it. And uh, Carl Malden is fantastic as the uh, warden slash antagonist. But unfortunately, Carl Malden, it's not like that dynamic between the two of them is not present for a lot of the movie. And there's a lot of sidetracking and there's a lot of like scenes of him like meeting with a bird lady and then deciding to get married with her, you know, and... Is that movie in the 50s or the 60s? It, was, it came out in 62. 60s, yeah. It's two and a half hours long. 
And it really, like, I think that movie could have been great if it were hour 45. Yeah. But I've, there's a I've lot never, of wasted time. I've never seen it, but I always have this thought with those classics is maybe we're seeing some of the influence nowadays. Like, it would have been groundbreaking all the side stories of showing men in prison. Yeah. At the time, but now we take for granted. I don't know, just a, a thought I had. I, didn't, I haven't seen it or anything. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it it starts off really well. It starts it's it's interesting at the beginning, and then it's just it's becomes a bit of a slog to get through. So I wouldn't I wouldn't wild about it. I like prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's over. And then I watched a Robert Redford movie Brewbaker. I saw that. Nice. Re- wait, recently or just like? Yeah, for the for the podcast. Oh, excellent. In anticipation. Yeah. I thought this is a random movie. I didn't really heard of it beforehand. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I knew nothing about it. Like, it, to me, it always sounded like one of those just generic, like, hard-boiled cop movies or something, like Serpico or something. Stanfield. Like, like Robert... <laughs> Get in here, Brubaker! <laughs> you know, that sounds like a, de- a detective movie. Um, I mean, I'll just quickly, I'll just say that... It's not going to be one of my favorite present movies. No, it was... I thought it was okay, but mm-hmm. not, not, like, really good. That's... It starts off great, yeah. I thought, and I love the beginning of the movie. And then it I would just... have loved if it carried that present the premise a little further. That it like some people know about it, and then it eventually gets out. Yeah. So do you know what Brubaker is about? Uh, I do now. Uh, yeah. So well, the uh... I just pull it up. I'm trying, about it. I'm trying to sell concert tickets. Sorry. <laughs> well, the. Uh... <laughs> The the like the listed uh, plot description is kind of misleading because yeah. it's uh, it's like uh, I think I read something it was like Robert Redford is a prison warden who goes undercover as a prisoner to try to like find out things about uh, I don't know corruption and problems conditions and conditions stuff. and the reveal that he is the warden happens in the first like twenty five minutes of the movie. It's got to be like fifteen minutes or something. It's like I, yeah, so it really early. might be. Huh. So I was like, okay, well, what are they going to do now? And it was just sort of I don't know. It seemed kind of generic after that. I thought they had, I thought it had a great cast. There's a lot of really good actors in that movie. Yeah, Finn um, Cotto's great in it. Yeah, and uh, Everett McGill. Oh, Everett McGill is he's, it? He's a sinister. Yeah, guy in that really good cast, and they just didn't really do much with any of the. The characters, like I, I thought, it was going to be a good movie about like a lot of different like characters in prison, mm-hmm. and it wound up just being a bunch of like good actors playing thin characters. Who it wound up being more about just like piece by piece the corruption, sort of uncovering all of that. Yeah, actors are playing prison types, yeah, rather than mm-hmm. pr- you know characters. Because there are so many interesting elements of it, like the trustees and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into that in the next podcast. But it was uh, like the, the prison uh, council was mm-hmm. such an interesting concept to see. And they just it just never was interesting, hmm. which was a, a yeah. shame. I was surprised at uh, how uh, grim the entire movie is, too. Mm-hmm. I felt like Robert Redford starring prison movie from 1980 is like, oh, I can paint this one by numbers. What's going to happen? And it at least subverted that, I guess, a little bit for me. It's grim and pretty uh, oppressive, and I guess, spoiler alert, you know, nothing really comes of it. The new prison trying to do right. anything. Other than the uh, longest slow clap in film yeah. history. Yeah. Great slow clap at the end. <laughs> a a, a non jokey slow clap that takes four fucking ever. Nice. But yeah, that's that's it for me. Um, I don't think TV, they watched any TV. I mean, I guess Game of Thrones ended since we last did this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, right. It's over. It's, yeah. I feel like the unfortunate timing of our uh, recording. recording breaks, everyone has just shifted past Game of Thrones. Yeah. Now. 
Also, I just I've noticed that this season lended itself to less discussion than yeah, the previous season. Very seasons. straightforward. It's sure. just I feel like we all know the direction this train's heading. Yeah. And yeah. it'll be an entertaining conclusion, but I don't know that it's gonna be a mysterious or surprising one. Yeah. yeah. It was fun re airing your predictions for the season though. Yeah, it was neat. In the podcast you guys all good listened idea. to. Yeah. <laughs> so Brent was right about the wall. Chris was right about the confrontation between Jamie and Cersei. I was super wrong about uh, Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Well, he's close. <laughs> <laughs> just bent the skin of your neck. <laughs> I was wrong about most things. <laughs> <laughs> I said I think I, I took a hard stance that John is never going to hear about his lineage. <laughs> oh, the wrong. Well, so far, so far. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I saw a post today where it was like uh, a season season eight opens conversation between John and Bran. Where Bran's like, "Yep, it's just me and Sam, and now you that know about this." And it's like John kicks Bran out the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I also started watching Preacher, the season of Preacher. But I'll talk about that when I watch more of it. I love that show. I've been meaning to get back into it. I've seen like the first four episodes mm-hmm. of the first season. I liked it, but then just dropped it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also about three episodes away from a completed rewatch of Lost. Ah, so, you're in the, the doldrums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the I like the the finish. Oh. I do too. I think that's show's I think, a little too shat on. Yeah, yeah. The modern day. It's oh, actually yeah. it. It has been a great rewatch. I, I really thought I was it was going to be a struggle to get through those uh, like season like, three stuff. I was going to say like season three or four when they were still trying to do twenty something episodes. Yeah, uh, it's been it's it's not been bad. Was that the teleporting island season and the the the, the flash sideways shit? No, that's at the end. That's oh, yeah. the, that's the. I mean, the flash sideways. I don't mind. I don't love it, but I don't mind it. It's just the. The episodes, the things that I mind are just episodes where it is just like, let's, they're trying to, it's when they're still doing flashbacks and they're trying to really stretch out last little bits of quote unquote mystery about Jack and Kate and whatnot. Yeah. Where do the tattoos come from though? Right. The, the yeah. tattoo episode is the worst. Yeah. And then, I don't know, there's some Kate episodes too in the, like seasons two and three, which is, I mean, Kate really doesn't have a great background. It's yeah. just like, Kate you, sucks. once you find out what, what Kate's a prisoner for, that's pretty much all you need from Kate. Like there's, there's not a lot to her just on the run more it's every episode is just about her running but anyway it's it's been a good rewatch but like i said i'm still a few episodes behind i really didn't remember much from the last season and a half or so so it was it's been a good rewatch uh but that's it for me cool all right i'll go i saw a couple movies a couple tv and uh, a game or two i'll uh get on with it finally <laughs> Um, I can't believe uh, you haven't seen this. I saw uh, Death Note. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the uh, the anime. Yeah, and the, the it, manga. It's, it's one one of the few uh, manga or manga whatever that I own. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just just didn't just didn't occur to me to watch it yet. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. I think I put it at a three out of five, maybe a two and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Yeah, I mean the best thing about Death Note is how like kind of neat and novel the idea is, which. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept of it. It's a kid who is a pre-law student, finds a notebook that has written in it rules which say any name you write in this book will die. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you specify the time of death, they'll die at that time of a heart attack unless the cause is specified. And if you specify cause but not time, 
that'll happen when it is when it's, when it's possible next. And so he uses it to kind of become a, a correction on the justice system. And so prisoners that he think or the accused who he thinks should have gotten convicted, he starts writing their name down. He goes little power gets power hungry. But all the while, when as soon as he touched the book, he can now see a demon. Ryuk, who is Willem Dafoe in the new movie, right? Mm -hmm. Who's just kind of like egging him on. It's a movie or a series? Movie. Huh. I thought it was a series for some reason. It's like an hour 40. Yeah, yeah. easier to watch then. I'll definitely mm -hmm. give it a shot. I thought it was going to be like eight hour long episodes or something. It's yeah. like, ugh. It might have should have been. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little montage-y. Because you're you're condensing a lot right. in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, fans are fans are mad about how they portrayed L. I could see that because he's supposed to be this like genius boy detective, mm -hmm. and he apparently in the in the movie is like kind of uh, irrational, prone to like fits of rage <laughs> that cloud his judgment, which makes sense to me because the character L is so fucking unbelievable in Death Note. Yeah. It's like a 15 year old who's like the master detective who gets called in by this by like the UN to investigate serial killers for them because they just don't have the brains to do it. Hmm. And, like, everything is, like... There are conversations between L and Light in the... Light's the main character in the manga and anime. I don't know if they kept the name Light hmm. for... Yeah, they did. He's still uh, Light. But there are conversations in the anime that are just, like, so stupid. Oh, but I knew you were going to do that, so I planned this. And it's like, oh, but I knew you were going to plan that because you knew that I was going to do that, so I did this. And it's just, what's, like... What's the term for, like... Fucking pointless. Fan fiction-y type characters, like a Mary Sue Fan or service. Fan service-y uh, type character. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I know which character you're talking about. You're talking about it's the... It's like an archetype of a character where uh, it's like they come in and obviously know everything or a perfect, perfectly writerly person character. L kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. In, in the uh, anime and manga as well. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the only perspective would be the person writing this, backing into this character having this knowledge. Right. I don't know, that's more than I want to talk about for Death Note. Yeah. It's interesting to see it live action. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's live action Japanese movies, but, uh, yeah. Had, were you familiar with the manga? Yeah, I'd, I'd seen the animated series. I hadn't read the manga, but I'd seen the anime. Would you recommend it to people who are unfamiliar with the manga, familiar with the manga, or no people? Uh, maybe unfamiliar would be interesting. Okay. Because the, the best part is the concept and the premise. Okay. And the, like, the learning the rules. If you guys it's the best it. for me. Yeah. 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 And and the, the clever ways that they kind of, like, skirt around it. Mm -hmm. But if you guys want to read the manga, I've got it. <laughs> not you guys like the audience, but... <laughs> I'm not... We're not mailing shit to you. <laughs> if you want to read 13 books, 13, like, graphic novels, uh, backwards, then... Got you covered. <laughs> I saw uh, The Big Sick recently came out, uh, and I uh, I loved it. It was great. It tonight. Yeah, it was a rewatch for me also. Have you seen it, Chris? No, we'll probably watch it tonight, though. I know, I know about it. You don't have to... I'll save more talk for like an all talk uh, next week. But... Just talk about it now. Oh, yeah, I mean, just really, there's not a lot to say. I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, that Zoe Kazan as the character that goes into coma. It's actually like really fantastic and such a limited screen time yes. that makes you care even when she's. If you know about the general premise, you know she's in a coma. Mm -hmm. She's so vibrant and not quite in like manic pixie dream girl esque. Right. I think she's grounded enough that, uh, I don't know, I think it really works. And the parents are great. Ray Romano and... Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Holly Hunter is always a, a pro, but she really gives a great performance, I thought, mm -hmm. in this movie. I thought Kumail's really good, but he... I think you can tell he's the weak link out of the bunch. He's great in the comedy parts and a little strained in the dramatic parts for me. 
Sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's natural for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love him as a, as a person. As a person? I love him as a, a comedic actor. <laughs> and I like his stand-up. He's beautiful on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And it's just a super winning movie. Mm-hmm. Very uniquely romantic movie. Yeah, we the, watch it. the scenes of the other comics are great. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. The comic Kenrari is great. Uh-huh. Especially, I like, uh, I like Bo Burnham's character. Yeah. <laughs> He's really funny. It's really good. Yeah. Besides that, we'll talk more about it next week when you guys get around to watch. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you'll want to. Okay. Um, but I also saw my favorite movie of the year. Whoa. It really surprised me. I saw Colossal this week. Oh. It's my favorite movie of the year. Wow. I was blown away by it. <laughs> I I went in not knowing very much. I knew about like the Korean monster premise, like the kaiju premise. Which is Nothing like, beyond that. It's like not the point of the movie, like at all. No, it's like first 15 minutes. Right. And then the movie has this turn that I thought was uh, pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I think... I'm so glad somebody else has seen it finally. <laughs> something that is not... And I'm just trying to... Even in my letterbox thing, like, I know no one looks at that. But even that, I was like, I don't want to give anything away. Especially thematically. Yeah. But I think it's a theme that is well worth the time the movie gives to it. And I think you don't see it in a lot of movies. Yeah. Is it available streaming on anything? I've rented it yeah. from Amazon for like three ninety nine. Okay. It should pop up at some point though. Yeah, yeah. It's probably I feel like pretty it's close. coming soon. It was an early release, right? Yeah, yeah. real early. Um, super impressed with Jason Sudeikis though. Yeah, he was He's amazing phenomenal. in that movie. I mean, it's it's one of the best roles I've seen as an alum. I mean, he was great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and the, the turn is mainly him, and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it smacks you in the fucking face. Like it's just. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was great. So I don't want to talk any more about it, but I loved it. I was very surprised by it. It really snuck up on me. The supporting actors were good, too. The two dudes, they were good. Just three TV shows I've been watching real quick. Cool. Uh, BoJack Horseman, been catching up on that on Netflix. Nice. I feel like this this show's been waiting for me for forever. I (laughs) freaking love it. Nice. Uh, It's really joke-a-minute funny and also probing on some depression and... Addiction stuff that I think they do handle pretty well. Yeah, like Chris told me in the start. Only... Soon. Uh, yeah, the, the new season just came out. We're like a couple episodes into the newest season. Mm. I'm still in the uh, second season trying to trying to catch up. But it's really good. And then two shows I think don't think a lot of people watch but should. You're the Worst just started. The two-part uh, premiere was really good. I uh, really liked it. Uh, I think people should watch that show. That's Aya Cash, right? Aya Cash, yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that show. And then the other show I think people should watch. Nobody watches Halt and Catch Fire. The I love so how the two it, attorneys Halt and Catch Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they're really successful at like every season pivoting to a new thing that is really energetic and makes uh, all the characters excited about it and viewers excited about it. It's just a really good show. I don't think anybody watches it. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds sounds correct. It's, it's the last season. Checks out. And it's all on Netflix up until this current season. So. Uh, first season's a little more of a slog. It's kind of a madman ripoff, but it does mm. a great pivot in the second season to be something else. Nice. Kind of like a leftover style, like completely different environment type thing. And that's it. Oh, and I uh, I finally beat Final Fantasy 15. Nice. 105 hours into it. Nice. Did you uh, think the story was real dumb? A little bit. Yeah. I had to look up a little bit what was going on, but the ending was really effective. Well, yeah. You this did... was pretty emotional. Yeah. Cool. Well, you didn't read the... You didn't watch the anime... Either series, and you didn't watch the movie. Yeah, so. the full length movie. So why watch why should series. you understand the story? You have to do, consume all Final Fantasy 15 media. Yeah, I think it's a little overblown, or maybe I just beat it when the patches are in. 
that you can you broad strokes understand everything that's going on. You need everything explained, like every single side character. Then maybe it's just being a little obsessive. I think it's a little overblown. I like that something called Final Fantasy has like more sequels than anything else in yeah gaming history. It seems yeah. Well, I feel like there's like a, so. a Lionel. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, there's a there's a Lionel Hutz lawsuit somewhere in there. <laughs> well, I think it's an anthology series, so every fantasy is the final for those characters. There's uh, only like two games that have had sequels. sequels. But they don't bring back characters much. No. no. Oh. That's good. If it's, ever. It's also weird weird to me that, that on the other end of the spectrum, there's, a, there's new Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, right, right. Yeah. It's like, what'd you call the first one? Oh, new Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and you guys want to talk about it? What is it? What yeah. is it? Yeah, we talk about it. This is yeah. a rare new movie that we all saw. Usually I'm the, uh, the, the anchor weighing us down, <laughs> so I never go to the theater, but I went to the theater. Yeah, a bunch of us did. It was fun. Uh, movie cleaned up. Yeah, though it is. It broke the R-rated opening weekend numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was previously R-rated held, horror uh, in one day. Previously held by uh, Paranormal Activity three, which is a crazy thought. Yeah. Also, and depending on what happens today, it's got a shot at fucking R Deadpool, which yeah. is insane to me. Oh yeah, it's it look it's looking like it'll probably end up at like one twenty, one thirty somewhere in there, and it was I think one forty or uh, Deadpool was one forty seven. Mm-hmm. That's still really impressive, especially yeah, for it broke such a R rated horror weekend record on a Friday. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. I mean, it also broke the September opening weekend record on yeah. all time. Sure, so. it's the big, biggest September release ever. Yep, that's impressive for any R rated movie to hold a month record. Yeah, like that I mean, in September, but still. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but as far as actual movie goes, yeah, hot takes. What'd y'all think? I liked it. I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, it was really, really good. What are your backgrounds? Because I came in, I had not seen the miniseries, I had not read the books. I didn't really know. Seen the miniseries twice. I've read the book twice. It's one of my favorite books. I've seen the miniseries long ago and have not read the book. Yeah, I've seen the miniseries a while ago. That's it. Okay. My one thing was I didn't. I don't know that they. If you haven't experienced the property in any capacity before. I don't know that they appropriately... I don't know how to say this. I don't know that they should, but appropriately describe to you the rules of it's it. fucking complicated. Yeah. I was worried about that as I was watching it. Like, I think they did a good job at sometimes of being like... Of, uh, I mean, they they pretty much serve it to you in the... I'm not scared of you even in him smelling her. You know? He's yeah. Like, he's like, you will be. So he needs, he needs the fear. He needs fear. Yeah. 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 And that's actually in the, the commercials. Because if not, it's like he's constantly monologuing. That's what I was telling Cassandra. It's like, let's just eat these fucking kids already. Well, mm. I guess there's that part, but the I guess describing how he works. And maybe it's more powerful if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And being uh, in multiple places at once, like the power of his, what he can be, that kind of stuff. And for the sake of us having a movie podcast... Uh, I'll uh, refrain from saying anything I know from the book, but mm-hmm. that all gets explained in the second half, like near the end. That's what I was going to guess. The origin story that they might be saving that for the for part two. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I had I had read that there was the an origin story that they wanted to do in part one, but the studio said it was too expensive. If if me saying the smoke hole scene yeah. makes sense to you, yeah. So yeah. that was originally going to be in the movie, but the studio said it's, it's too expensive. It's crazy. And then the, the bottom line is not spoiling too much. Is it's just a thing. Like it just it's a living thing. It's just got some powers. But it's not a demon, you know what I mean? So it still needs to, like, sustain its life. I don't know. It is super complicated, though, and I'm sure I would agree. 
it took me reading the book twice and then reading like what people said about the book twice. Mm-hmm. And honestly, reading other Stephen King things in the same verse, same mm-hmm. universe, that, that helped it. The, if, the rules are super clear, I would agree. If there was any aspect of the movie that I didn't love, love, I think it was just the fact that, well, it was just the, it wasn't exactly, it wasn't a montage, but it was just the, with all seven members of the Losers Club having to go like one by one and see their experiences with it, where I think that is something that is, that plays better in a novel or a miniseries. Or something like that. And it's yeah. harder to, to wedge into a it movie. It kind of seemed like chapters. It's like he's getting his experience, yeah. she's getting her experience, he's getting his experience. They were well done. It just it felt... so many. Yeah. You also can't leave them out or it like breaks the story, so right. it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost, you know, sacrilege because I love all of the kid actors. I almost wondered if they should have consolidated some characters. That there's too many people in the Losers Club. Maybe. I still think it doesn't... I don't know. I don't think it works as well. See, the, the idea I had was maybe you just like cut a few of those scenes and just have them discuss them or something as a group. But I don't know. Some of them are completely different too. Like, and they do them. Uh, Mike's was real fast in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's completely in the book. It's like a six foot tall bird that chases them. Mm-hmm. They uh, there's a lot of fighting back and forth with the studio about what scenes would make it in because it's a long movie, but I, it didn't feel long. It felt, no. felt well paced. It, it, it felt did. a little long to me. Mm. I was never bored. I thought the kid actors were amazing. Yeah, for a for collection for like a collection of kid actors. I mean, the kid who played Mike is fine. Yeah, but I thought it was good. I don't think he had a lot to do. Right. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Stanley's the same way. The tall Jewish kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the other five were hypochondriac, the comedian. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I thought Beverly was fantastic. In the she movie. was incredible. Oh, I thought her and her and Ben were amazing. I got to tell yeah, them last night. I didn't get yeah. to tell you. Uh, Guess what the press are calling Sophia Lillis is the actress's name. Guess what what their cute nickname for her is. What? The new it girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know. Despite some quibbles for me, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it, there was a lot of jump scares, but there was some good dread in it. Definitely a lot of jump scares. I think that's just modern horror. Yeah, I think the thing that's great that they normally do with the book they did in this movie is uh, that fear of being a kid being in that room that you're scared of with mm-hmm. that thing that you're also having a rational fear of being alone and coming to life is every kid's like worst fucking nightmare mm-hmm. you know it's that creepy painting coming to life when your parents aren't home yeah that's yeah. horrifying it's the monster on the bed and that was just like constantly happening to these kids it's just constantly like oh fuck I feel so bad for them <laughs> I feel like 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 from a recent podcast like I would just blue pill my way out of that <laughs> like where's where's that clown? I'm just gonna like run into the sweet embrace of death. <laughs> it wouldn't eat you then. Suck. What did you think of uh, Bill Skarsgård as as Pennywise? He's fantastic. I thought he was great. That was really good. The voice was was fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a hard uh, role. I feel like mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I mean, it's only... so big and so small too. Especially also like, you're just up against standing there for a lot of it, like, and then Tim Curry's iconic performance too is, mm-hmm. is I mean his dialogue fits on like a one sheet of paper though like he didn't have yeah so it is a lot of that and you have when you talk it has to pay off and it, it did I mm-hmm. it was really good it best scene in the movie I thought was the opening scene the the dialogue between in the the sewer scene mm-hmm. that uh more than the miniseries is word for word from the book yeah all the the peanuts and the cotton candy that's all from the book it's mm-hmm. real weird, real weird shit going on there yeah. <laughs> in Derry. Yeah. I like the popcorn. It pops. Yeah, really good. I was, uh, when I saw his arm missing, I was like, oh, they're doing it. <laughs> they're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... In the miniseries, it just like, it's him 
reaching for his arm and it cuts. But this is like, oh no, there's a like a essentially a toddler <laughs> screaming in pain, crawling down the street and missing an arm. Mm-hmm. This is scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they went for it. Yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if he did a little bit of the uh sorry, the uh South Park guys. I'm sorry. Sure Park 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 yeah. But their thing with the rating system, because he did cut a lot. You know what, what they did with South Park was... So yeah, they put in scenes they knew were going to get cut. Scenes they didn't want that they knew would get cut. So that yeah. when they cut something, they'd be like, okay, we'll take that out. So it would get to leave all their R-rated shit in. Yeah, sacrificial lambs, essentially. Right, shit they didn't want in the movie anyway. But I wonder how much, of, if any of that was done. Hmm. I mean, I don't think there's anything too like envelope pushing that is in the movie. Like, it's not It's not controversial what's left. Everything controversial is out. Like, yeah. Reading some of the IMDb trivia, it looks like they the scenes they fought for and won were good, and scenes that they lost in the script writing process or in revisions or with the studio don't know would have helped the movie at all. Maybe maybe like a little origin or a little uh, kind of game setting uh, might have helped, but I don't know. Though. I still think that's that's something that happens later is better. Origin for for right. it, you mean? Yeah. yeah, but like you know, you don't need to. I think they they handled Beverly's family situation really well and without, quickly without making it explicit. They sped yeah. it up in great ways too. Like in the book, she's got a mom who just kind of works a lot in this yeah. distance. But like you can speed that up by removing her from the picture. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, yeah, that girl. And I was telling asking Cassandra, I wonder if they film kids because it would be my first uh, instinct if I was a director would be to film kids and get a ton of footage and then spend a ton of time in the editing room picking out the good shit because mm-hmm. kids aren't as good actors as adults. But if that's not the case, Ben was fantastic because of his subtle acting and like that nervousness, like look away whenever Bev's around was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Like really impressive. Yeah. Both of them were, were more impressive than the other kids to me. I didn't think all the dialogue between Richie and Eddie was fantastic. Kid with a broken arm and kid from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked Richie and I, I yeah. think it's easy to like that character the most. He's, yeah. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. They, they asked them in an interview recently, uh, if like who was going to play them, if they had their choice, who would it be? And, uh, uh, the kid Finn uh, Richie picked uh, fucking uh, John Raphael. What's his name? Oh. Ben, oh, Schwartz. Yeah, ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Nice. Benny Schwartz. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Some of the choices are really, really good. Like Ben picked Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, Beverly picked Jessica Chastain. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. She's already in talks. Yeah. She's like built for that role then. Yeah, and like Chadwick Boseman for Mike. I think they're it's, definitely gonna like it. It's gonna pull in some some name actors because of the success of this one. Yeah, I think a lot of actors now. That's why it's, it's good they're taking their time that they didn't yeah. like, shoot back to back. Yeah, I think the next one's gonna come out in two years rather than like. He, f- he did film. Um, he filmed scenes with the kids uh, mm-hmm. to reserve for part two. I think the what's his name knew it was gonna be. I mean, I don't think anybody knew it was gonna be what it is, but they knew it was gonna earn a sequel anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's good that they, they saved that expensive scene for the sequel because they're going to have a They'll bigger whatever, budget. Any money he wants. Dollars, yeah. 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 I'm excited about uh, this director moving forward, though, now, too. Now he's got two... What else has he done? Mama. That's it. I've never seen Mama. But... It's a well-reviewed supernatural horror movie. Yeah. But he's got two of those under his belt. They both did good, and they both made money. I think Mama has Jessica Chastain in it. It does. It does. Mm. Connection. Nice. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, go see it, and by the figures that TJ's talking about, you probably already did <laughs> yeah, by the time yeah. you hear this. And by the way that horror movies go, if you don't see it by the end of next weekend, then you probably will never see it. <laughs> right. Before we, we just move on, was that scary to y'all? As, as scared as you would get from movies now? 
Mm. Not as scared as I could get for a movie, but there were, there were scenes that were like a good good. Well, I don't know. I don't really get scared, but it's. I thought it was well done. That's what yeah. I mean. Like it's, it's yeah. not not scare you as much as you can be scared now, but yeah, I thought scare you on the level of what you can be scared. Of. I mean, without giving away too much, library stacks and uh, projector. I thought were done well. I liked those. Yeah, the projector I think was probably the the the, the scariest part. Mine was the refrigerator. It just gave me the heebie-jeebies. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's I thought weird. they did a good ju- good job with the atmosphere of dread. Just whenever they're in the well house. Yeah, holy the well! I laughed so hard at the scary, very scary, not that scary. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But as, as much of a fan of the book as I am, they did a lot of stuff that was completely different, and I thought it all worked. Which is ballsy with an author like King. Yeah. So that's it. What we've been watching. You guys want to talk? Uh, breezy on the streets. Breezy on the streets. Is there any fun, news? Fun, 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 fun. For news, what do you make of this uh, talk that it's Scorsese's been linked to a Joker origin movie? Oh yeah, there's like going to be like the Dante's Peak uh, in Inferno <laughs> double Jokers coming out. <laughs> Wait, they're doing two? Yeah, there's Shit. two different Jokers oh, coming no. out. Oh, no. One is uh, Joker Harley Quinn by the directors of Crazy Stupid Love. The other one is the Scorsese one directed by the Hangover director that's like a Joker origin story. Todd Phillips? Todd Phillips, yeah. So, I mean, Ooh. I don't understand the point of a Joker origin story. I think, yes, that's that ru- ruins Joker for me. Joker should be like it. It yes. should be like an element of chaos that just exists. Yes. Yeah. Give me a, an origin story for... I mean, don't give me an origin story for any other Batman villain, but if you have to give me an origin You're story... You're like, give me an origin story, and Marvel's like, yes! <laughs> but if you Listening. have to give me one origin story for a Batman villain, can we do someone other than Joker? Let's, Just, do, let's do Clayface. Yeah. Clayface was really stupid. He Just, looked ugly, so he put on a bunch of beauty cream, and it changed his face. Wait, that was in Catwoman. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This seems an aw- like an awful idea. Batman has stupid villains. Just put Jared Leto in it so that I definitely won't watch it. <laughs> I hated his his Joker. Well, he's going to be in the Joker Harley Quinn one from Crazy Stupid Love Directors. I think they're trying to get I mean, that all Leonardo DiCaprio for, for the Joker. <laughs> why would Scorsese do a movie without DiCaprio? <laughs> he wasn't in silence. Has, has Scorsese like... Think. We were talking about... Um, Actors or directors and what their next projects were. We looked up Scorsese, and he's already booked through like 2019 projects. Well, he's only producing it. Okay, he's not directing it. Yeah. What's his next? Some The Irishman. Yeah. It's the Netflix movie with uh, Scorsese and everybody. Or not with uh, De Niro and Pacino, I think. Yeah. And And DiCaprio too. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, it's the Osage County Murders, where. September, no. Osage County. It's where <laughs> DiCaprio. It's like J. Edgar Hoover was investigating a series of murders in Osage, right? And mm-hmm. DiCaprio is linked to that project as well. Man, DiCaprio needs to stay the fuck away from J. Edgar Hoover movies because the first one not so good. Yeah, is uh, do we think DiCaprio is going to get Scorsese to direct the H. H. Holmes? Is that who it is? The serial killer in Chicago, Devil in the White City. Yeah, story. When Ed DiCaprio bought the rights, won that bidding war. Mm. It'd be a cool movie, but story is scary as all hell. People yeah, don't really it's a great book. People don't yeah. really get Scorsese for things, though, right? Like, I mean, unless you're his son, pretty much. 
I guess, yeah. Just DiCaprio is at yeah. this point. <laughs> Fucking walking them into everything. Apparently, uh, video game news, uh, Bethesda says that there is a game coming out this year by them that no one is aware of. Hmm. And so, that'll be... <laughs> is that good or bad news for Bethesda? I just don't know. I hope uh, it's the space one Chris was telling us about. I feel like it can't be, because surely they would have spent time hyping that up. Like that would be such a big that, budget thing. That has been their a problem game. for years, is they spend too much time hyping and teasing that the... The amount of time that people have to wait for their games to come out just becomes colossal. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> becomes. Great show. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, I, I like to see what Bethesda does. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting comment for them to make because there's not much more of the year to go. And then Destiny 2 came out. I don't really care about Destiny, though. Yeah. But it's news. Lots of people are playing it. Destiny 2. I hear it's decent. Yeah, I hear it's Deese. Deese? Max Deese. It's Krish. I probably won't play it. No, neither will I. So anyway, uh, best bet for this weekend. Uh, two things wide release. Mother and American Assassin both come out. Easy pick. American Assassin. <laughs> yep. Well, who, what's American Assassin? It looks, it looks pretty rough. That's like the Michael Keaton recruits this guy. It's like, hey, some people died in your past. Do you want to kill everybody? And then... Oh. Yeah, yeah take, take me in the woods and show me really, what you've done. A really yeah. fresh take. Yeah. Yeah, go watch Mother. Yeah, Mother's definitely going to be a fresh take, if nothing else. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mother's coming out. Mother is! <laughs> I think it's still got the exclamation point. Mother! Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm going to Mother! What say you, Chris? Mother. Go see yeah. Mother. Yeah, all four for Mothers. <laughs> is everybody... Are there any Aronofsky, mo- Aronofsky movies that y'all have not seen? Probably. Um, not that many. It's Pi. I haven't seen Noah that I can think of. Have you seen Pi? Yeah. Have you seen Noah? No. Okay. So Pi, Requiem, um, Black Swan, and Noah. Fountain. Something. So I've seen Black Swan, and that's it. I haven't seen Requiem. You should watch it. It's it's <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a laugh. It's right. real real feel good. Yeah. I actually really liked the Fountain when I saw it. Yeah. Sounds good. I've never seen Pi. That's the only one I'm, I'm missing. I saw that in college because the, the, the wrestler. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. the wrestler. That's right. I actually, own two movie. of these movies and have not seen them. <laughs> uh, uh, I grabbed a copy of the wrestler from like a closing blockbuster, mm-hmm. and then I got I own Requiem as well, and just can't bring myself to watch it. Yeah, no oh. shit. <laughs> probably a good move. That's like a watch it once in your lifetime. It's not a rewatchable movie. Uh. I don't know if anyone has ever thought about that before. If you really, if you really hate Jared Leto's Joker, then watch Rock Moon Free. Especially if you hate when he does his hands. <laughs> Maybe it's a Joker origin story. That's he actually gets that as a mouth tattoo on the hand. It's just a it's, it's a stunt. <laughs> All right, so this was Talkie Talk, a podcast for the media by us dot com. Please visit the site, see our stuff, connect with us on Twitter and our Gmails. And check us out on Facebook. We have multiple groups, and we got a Facebook page. All details are hyperlinked in the show notes. Hyperlinked. We would Whoa. love to hear from you for any podcast topics. <laughs> and uh, give us a rating, subscribe to us, engage with us. Um, do oh, whatever you need to. I want to say thanks to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro <laughs> music. Willow Walkers. Willow Walkers. Thanks Willow Walkers. to Boo Aretha for providing the outro music. Boo Aretha. And uh, thanks to Chris, Brent, TJ. Mm-hmm. And thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. 
small town slowpokes long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I know 